0: If you're ready to unlock the potential you know is inside of you and take your business to the next level, then this is the podcast for you. We are Blessed Mama Bosses. Kelly Hoover and myself, Blair Critch, are here to share with you our daily tips, strategies, and the things that we have learned over the past few years building a $1 million plus organization. Why are we so passionate to help everyone else earn the same skills? Because we truly believe you can have it all. Yes, you can
1: have an amazing family. You can continue to walk in your faith and still have a six-figure business. You just need to find boundaries, time management, skills, strategies, and duplicate, duplicate. So we are here to share all the goods with you. Get to know us a little better by listening to our very first episodes of Blessed Mama Balsam's podcast. Now, let's dive into today's episode.
0: Hey there, Blessed Mama. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you hitting that snooze button way too often or reaching for multiple cups of coffee? Don't worry. We have you covered. Check out the system that Kelly and I both use to have all day sustainable energy to help with our digestive health, sleep, as well as keeping your antioxidant health up. Listen, this is a premium lifestyle system. It's here to help you experience peak physical and mental levels. It is three simple steps every morning that's changed millions of lives, including Kelly and mine. So we want to make sure we help you as you are trying to build your business to six figures and beyond. As you're trying to help your family and others, we want to make sure that you're helping yourself. So reach out to us at blessedmamabosses at gmail.com with the subject line, free sample, and we'll get you set up with a free three-day sample. We want you to feel, look, and be your best. Hey there,
1: Blessed Mama. Today's episode is episode 134. When hard things happen to your kids, what do you do? What do you say? How do you handle it? We are no parenting experts, but today we're going to be sharing some tips in parenting teenagers and tweens, and just some things that have really helped Blair and I. So we're excited about today's episode. We are coming to you as a mom of two girls, a mom of two boys. So we do offer different sort of perspectives with our ages and with our genders of our children. And listen, we've all been through hard things with our kids, and we definitely have hard things probably happening in our future. So it's really good. It's not always the fun topic to talk about, but it's a really good one to be prepared. And I think the more that you hear other people and how they handle things, truly... It makes it a little bit easier and you can hopefully apply some of this today. So the very first tip that I personally have is to don't overreact. Sometimes as parents, when we first hear of a situation, I want you to think about the last time maybe you were in a situation where your kids were facing something hard or they've done something to maybe disappoint you or disappoint their teachers or something along those lines. How did you react? When you first hear about it, we sometimes as parents immediately overreact. And we pass the blame sometimes to other people. Maybe they got into a situation where they're with a group of people and we want to blame others, but truly not overreacting. It's so much better if we take a step back and we listen to the situation. And so a way that you can do this is when you first hear it, like take a few hours, take a day and really understand exactly what is happening and then begin a conversation. So instead of initially reacting, And passing judgment, passing blame or thinking what you would do, take a moment, take a few hours, take a day, take some moments and sit back before and think about how you're going to have a conversation. So the second tip is to really, truly talk to someone, talk to your spouse, your partner, your significant other. The child's dad. If you do not have this in your life, talk to a friend. The cool thing about this is we all have different perspectives on certain situations and how they should be handled. And I truly believe that two minds are better than one when hard things happen. I love that when something happens in my girl's lives and it's hard, or maybe there's disappointment that my husband, Matt and I can sit back. We can take a moment. We can talk about the situation. We can brainstorm on his perspective my perspective, because let's be real. They're usually different. We were both raised different. We see things differently. There's not right or there's not wrong. It's just different. And we usually will take a little bit of each of our perspectives and that's how we handle it. And so that is tip number two is to truly take that step back, look at the perspectives and talk to someone else about the situation.
0: Yeah. And when we're talking about you know when hard things happen to your kids and what to do and how to handle it, a lot of times it's also building up that relationship with them. And it's so different with a tween or teenager than it was when they were kids, right? When they were little, we could sit on the floor and play with them. That's how we showed them we love them. We tucked them in. We gave them baths. We fed them. As they get older, the relationship changes. And so we have to set aside, this is our tip number three, is setting aside special time one-on-one times that you can talk openly with your child about the situation, but I'm going to challenge you to have these times, even when things aren't hard because you guys hear me say this time and time again, you're either in a storm coming out of a storm or about to go into a storm and there will be hard times. And so you want to make sure that you're having special one-on-one time with your kids so that they feel comfortable talking to you about things. So one of the best things that you can do to build trust and create it is to open the situation and talk about with your child about the situation and allowing them to open up and you be quiet. Okay. Parents, this is so hard, right? But we have two ears and one mouth, For a reason. Let them talk. Don't try to guide them. Don't try to lead them because then your opinions or your beliefs are what you're pushing on them. And you want them to get to the answer, the question, the conversation on their own, right? Whatever it is that you're trying to pull out of them, you want them to show up and say to you what they really feel. But if you're constantly leading the conversation and you're constantly pushing them to what you think you want them to say or what you think you want them to think, Guess what? They're never truly going to show up with you as who they really are. And they're not going to share those deepest, darkest things inside of their heart because they're only going to tell you what they think you want to hear. Stop and think about sometimes when you were a kid, our parents and our generations weren't as open. They weren't as evolved about feelings, right? It was like, hey, I'm going to give you something to cry about, right? Remember that little saying? Well, we are more evolved parents. You know, each new generation, we get more and more evolved. And we know that emotional intelligence is important. It's another part of intelligence. So allowing them to create their own path, decisions, how they handle things, letting them talk through it is a really important part of emotional development. And if you can do this with your children, they may actually share more with you than you expect to hear. And it allows you the opportunity to understand where they're coming from. But by being silent and sometimes sitting in that awkward silence, listen, I got one kid, he will literally ride the whole ride in the car without saying one word. And I have learned that picking at him with a million questions or coming at him with all these things is not helpful for him. He would rather sit in awkward silence until he has something he needs to say. He's processing, he's thinking, that's who he is. So it allows him the opportunity to build trust with us He knows that he can talk to us about things that matter and that we're not going to force him to talk when he's not ready to, right? Now, I want to also preface this with this topic today is a big topic. We're not talking about them coming to you or being involved in something that could hurt them, right? Suicidal thoughts, alcohol, drugs, sex, like these are big topics that we talk about it with teenagers. So if these things are going on and it has the implications to hurt somebody else as well as your own kid then sometimes you do have to step in and be more direct but when it's maybe they're going through an illness or they're going through being hurt or maybe they're going through physical pain or emotional pain Or like my kids have gone through me going through cancer. I mean, that's very close to them. Kelly has, you know, things that her kids have gone through. You know, one of them got hurt while doing sports. Like those are the kind of things that are big deals to them. And you've got to help them learn how to process it. So that is a different thing than them coming to you with an alcohol, suicidal, drugs, etc. Especially when it comes to other people. And I'll say this too is be careful. And the next one we're going to be talking about, don't be judgmental. So I'm going to get into this, but be very careful. I have learned the lesson, unfortunately, the hard way that don't talk to other people in your area about whatever it is your kid's going through. Even if they bring you something, unless again, let me preface, unless they tell you about somebody's kid who's going to hurt themselves, then you should definitely call the parents, which I've done. But otherwise you have to allow them to trust you. They can come to you with these things and trust that you're not going to go talk about it with somebody else. Okay. Because I have messed up in that area. My kids have found out. And then They didn't tell me the next time something happened. Right. So be very careful on that, too, especially as they become teenagers and men and women, you know, etc. So tip number four, don't be really judgmental. Okay, depending on the situation, this may or may not have been something that you experienced at your age. But regardless, we have no idea what it's like to be a child with social media With the constant pressure that our kids are under these days, it is a completely different world than where we grew up. So by not being judgmental and instead being curious and taking an understanding approach, your children are going to be more likely to come to you and say what's going on. And they're going to be more likely to listen to the guidance about a situation that's really hard for them. So stop judging Even in the moment when they're talking, if we're honest with ourselves, we are judging in our head. Instead, take a couple deep breaths, let the judgment go, and just come from a space of curiosity. I wonder why they did that. I wonder why that happened. I wonder why they felt like that was the only way out. I wonder why they felt like they had to show up with that emotion. Allow yourself to be curious and ask questions. And, you know, this subject has me thinking in my head about all different kinds of things. One being, like I said, I have a very quiet kid and then I have a very, you know, like outgoing kid. My quiet one, you know, I have learned that if I berate him with a bunch of questions in the car or in conversations, whether it's a hard time or not a hard time for him, he doesn't like it. So I have learned to come up with better questions. Like like if he gets in the car after school and I go, how was school today? That's annoying to him. Every day is the same, mom, we go to school right? That's annoying. And I get it. Like when my mom calls me and says, how was your day? I don't really want to go through my whole day. Right? So come up with better questions and you might have to write them down. It's something I had to do, but now I ask questions like, Hey, did anything funny happen today at school? Or I'll say, Hey, did anything really weird happen? Or I'll say, how was math class today? Did you understand everything that was talked about? So I get a little bit more specific. Who'd you sit with at the lunch table today? And I don't ask questions every single day, but when I do ask questions, I try for it not to be the same old thing. So again, let's say you're going through a hard time with them and we're talking about not being judgmental and instead coming with a curiosity, ask questions. You can guide in that way without what we said before, which is like without putting your opinion on it or trying to get them to answer it the way you want. Instead, just ask those open-ended questions that will guide them to the conversation where it will come out naturally.
1: Kelly, what else? Yeah. And it's so easy to, you know, immediately pass judgment on certain situations. So you really have to be consciously aware that you're doing it. And it is something that can change. I know it's changed in my parenting is I realized I was doing this and I didn't want to be this type of parent because it's not fair, right? It's not fair for adults. It's certainly not fair for kids. So The next tip is to really, truly follow through. So I want you to think, I mean, oftentimes as parents, we do not follow through on the back end of the hard things our children are going through. So if you say that they have a punishment, maybe they've done something that's disappointed you or they've broken a family rule and they have a punishment you have to follow through with the punishment. If you say that they need to improve their attitude or maybe their self-confidence, are you giving them the tools and the resources on how to do that? How can you work together in overcoming things in the next month and how do they do it? One of the things you have to actually think about is, you know, we share with them what to do, but oftentimes as parents, we don't follow through with the how. We cannot expect our children to know certain things When they're kids, right, they don't have the life experiences, their brain isn't fully developed. So follow through with these things, not only just with punishments, but also with the tools and resources and how they can improve. So when you actually follow through on the back end of a really hard situation, it really can prevent things from happening again. Or maybe they think differently on another really hard thing. So the thing about it is, is to set timers on your phone or reminders on your phone is to say like, I want to talk about X. I'll give you an example. My girls are teenagers, young teenagers, and a tween. I know that there are certain really difficult things on phones that are coming in their future. One of them, it's already happening in their future. An example is just playing out nudity on phones. I know, I said it. It's a reality. It happens for kids. If you don't think it's happening to your teenager, maybe not your specific teenager, but it's happening amongst the age. I want to talk about this. This is not a topic that I feel I can talk about one time. So I set a reminder on my phone. How often do I want this topic to be brought up? And you hopefully do this because I'm following through with something that is hard, right? That is hard. And maybe I prevent something happening in the future. So that's what I mean. Whatever that is, whatever that situation is, and you're on the back end of it, follow through, give them the tools and the resources to overcome, to prevent, follow through with the punishment. The worst situation is when your child has done something or your child has gone through a hard time and you're going through it. And then you say, this is what's going to happen. And then we never do it. What are we teaching them? We're teaching them that it's okay not to follow through. I know as parents, we often get busy. Listen, we get busy. So maybe that's something that you just need to set yourself up for success and say, hey, for the next 12 weeks, for the next month, this is what I'm going to do. And it will absolutely help you in the future. Blair, is there anything else that you can really truly think about that you know has helped you along the way?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things, honestly, is, and I want to go back to it. I know we're talking about when hard things happen, but preparing that time with your kids. So what is that one-on-one time that's going to be? I can't stop thinking about it because I really believe that because I used to do breakfast with each one of my kids once a week and we find time to have alone time with each one of our kids and we take them on different trips alone. Like we've really created a true relationship with our kids and you can do that simply by, you know, having a breakfast once a week. You know, one of my good friends, Heather, you know, she alternates every Friday which kid she takes to breakfast and now her daughter's off at college and they have a virtual breakfast with each other every other Friday. Like how cool is that? What a great relationship. So those relationships can start being built when they're young and really go into as they're going through these older ages when the harder things happen. But I also love the fact that you brought up setting the timer and, you know, these are subjects and things that you need to talk about and following through because, listen, we have done some punishments in the past and we didn't do a great job of following through. And and even checking in on your kids. You know, I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but in my house, if I'm paying your phone bill, I'm looking at your phone. It is a way that I can protect you as a mom. And so we set timers that remind us sometimes like really late at night or really early in the morning before the kids are awake to go check their phone, to make sure that what's going on, because we used to be able to tell when one of our kids was a little bit short with us, there was probably something going on, but now they're getting older and they're better at hiding things. And so we just check and that allows us the opportunity to try to, you know, make sure that we are doing our best job as their parent of keeping them safe. So uh, if you guys have any other tips that work for you, we would love to hear, join us inside of our free community blessed Mama bosses and facebook group you can find that at blessed bosses share with us we'll have a post up today from this podcast on june 28th where you can share some things that you do and you know maybe a hard time that you've had with one of your kids and how you guys got through it we would love to hear and i know it would benefit and bless others so thanks for joining us today we hope you have a great day and make it a great day for others You are not
1: alone. We hear from you all the time that you want to scale your network marketing business. Well, guess what? Yes, we have a solution for you. Grab the Network Marketing Accelerator course and take your profitable business to your dream business, everything you dreamed of. This course has everything you need to scale your business online. Let's go have some fun and make some money. You can grab the course at BlessedMamaBossesCourses.com. We'll see you inside.